Hello, my friends in Christ. Welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 97. And now we are in Holy Week. And today I'm going to do the readings for Monday of uh, Holy Week. That is Monday after um, Passion Sunday, Palm Sunday, Monday of Holy Week. So please, if you like my podcast, please subscribe and share. So let's begin with the act of contrition. Let's, uh, let's pray it together. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Guardian of the Church, Guardian of Families, Terror of Demons, pray for us. Saint Peter the Apostle, pray for us. Saint Paul the Apostle, pray for us. St. John the Apostle, pray for us. St. John the Baptist, pray for us. St. Mary Magdalene, pray for us. St. Athanasius, pray for us. St. Ambrose, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. St. Monica, pray for us. St. Benedict, pray for us. And St. Jerome, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. St. Francis of Assisi, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. John Fisher, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, defend us from evil and pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. think I covered it all this time. <laughs> okay. Um, now we are in... Monday of Holy Week. And the entrance antiphon is from Psalm 30, 30, uh, 35. Psalm 35. Content, O Lord, with my contenders. Fight those who fight me. Take up your buckler and shield. Arise in my defense, Lord, my mighty help. Content, O Lord, with my contenders. Fight with those who fight with me, who fight me. Take up your buckler and shield, arise in my defense, Lord, my mighty help. Content, O Lord, with my contenders, fight those who fight me. Take up your buckler and shield, arise in my defense, Lord, my mighty help. Okay, this, um, again, it's every psalm is whenever we feel distressed, anxiety, and fear. They're perfect because... I really truly believe that they're holy and the Holy Spirit will calm you and bring confidence whenever we feel um, fear, even if it's supernatural or psychological or you're, you're going through 
something personal, um, addiction, or some sin, some desire to commit sin. These are perfect for those of for those of all of us in every situation. God has given us a fantastic uh, book of prayers in the Psalms. So let's begin our readings for Monday of Holy Week. Okay, our first reading is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 42, verse 1 to 7. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. He will not cry out nor make his voice heard in the street. He will not cry out nor make his voice heard in the street. All right. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the streets. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench until he established justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait for his teaching. Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spreads out the earth with its crops, who, ga- who gives breath to its people and spirit to those who walk in it. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand. I have formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations to open the eyes of the blind, to bring out prisoners from confinement and from the dungeons those who live in darkness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, one more time. Isaiah chapter 42, 1 to 7. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, And a smoldering wick he shall not quench, until he establishes justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait for his teaching. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth with its crops, who gives breath to its people, and spirit to those who walk in it or walk on it. I the Lord have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand. I have formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations to open the eyes of the, of the blind, to bring out prisoners from confinement and from the dungeons, those who live in darkness. The the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Now Psalm 27 and the response is the Lord is my light and my salvation. 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 Whom should I fear? 
The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. When evildoers come at me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies themselves stumble and fall. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Though an army encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war be waged upon me, even then will I trust. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted. Wait for the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Okay, one more time. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom, of whom should I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. When evildoers come at me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies themselves stumble and fall. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Though an army encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war be waged upon me, even then will I trust. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted. Wait for the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Hail to you, our King. You alone are compassionate with our faults. Hail to you, our King. You alone are compassionate with our faults. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 12, verse 1 to 11. Six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. They gave a dinner for him there. And Martha served. While Lazarus was one of those reclining at table with him, Mary took a litter of costly perfumed oil made from genuine aromatic nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and dried them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Then Judas the Iscariot, one of his disciples and the one who would betray him, said, Why was this oil not sold for three hundred days' wages and given to the poor? He said this because, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and held the money bag and used to steal the contributions. So Jesus said, Leave her alone. Let her keep this for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The large crowd of the Jews found out that he was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And the chief priest plotted to kill Lazarus, too, because many of the Jews were turning away and believing in Jesus because of him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, one more time. Six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. They gave a dinner for him there, and Martha served while Lazarus was one of those reclining at table with him. Mary took a litter of costly perfumed oil made from genuine aromatic nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and dried them with her hair. 
the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Then Judas the Iscariot, one of his disciples, and the one who would betray him, said, Why was this oil not sold for three hundred days' wages and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and held the money bag and used to steal the contributions. So Jesus said, Leave her alone. Let her keep this for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The large crowd of the Jews found out that he was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And the chief priests plotted to kill Lazarus, too, because many of the Jews were turning away and believing in Jesus because of him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so it's getting interesting as we read Isaiah. He mentions the servant, the one who... Um, Thus, my servant whom, whom I uphold, God holds the servant up. He holds him up and he will protect him. My chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon, him, upon whom I have put my spirit, my Holy Spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, a smoldering wick he shall not quench, until he establishes justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait for his teaching. The coastlands, he's talking about the Greek islands, the Greek islands, and those are the coastlands, and probably the, the Italian peninsula. Those areas across the Mediterranean. That's eventually that that was that was done by Saint Paul and and, and uh, the Apostle Paul and the Apostle John and and Peter and all the others. They went to the, these these coastlands of Asia Minor and and Greece and Italy. They they brought the gospel. Thus says the Lord, who created the heavens and the earth, and stretched them out, who spreads out the earth with its crops who gives breath to its people and spirit to those who walk in it. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand and formed you and set you as a covenant of the people. Talking about our Lord. A light for the nations. Who else is that but our Lord? To open the eyes of the blind. Who did that but our Lord, both physically and spiritually? to bring out prisoners from the from confinement and from the dungeons those who live in darkness talking about those of us all of us who have lived in our sins who are prisoners to our sins cut off and imprisoned living in darkness and you know then of course um psalm 27 the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life, my uh, my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? It's we're talking about our Lord, talking about Jesus. When evildoers come at me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies themselves stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war be waged upon me, even then will I trust. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. 
the resurrection is talking about here. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. How many people often say, why isn't God doing something? When is God going to make, make his move? I sometimes say that. I'm amazed of the evil and wickedness that's going around. I'm amazed by how people are willing to accept evil and not do anything. And then it goes on here in John's Gospel. It's six days before the Passover. Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, uh, was whom Jesus had raised from the dead. And what I find fascinating here is... Because uh, during dinner, you have Martha again serving serving dinner. I noticed that. She's doing what she's good at doing, uh, cooking and serving. In one gospel, it mentions the house of Simon the leper. Uh, I often wondered, it was Simon the leper also Lazarus? Was that his other name? Or it could be another man who's also uh, uh, you know, a resident of Bethany. Probably another man. Because here we have the same incident where Mary... Martha's sister and Lazarus' sister takes a jar of spiked nard and breaks it and she pours it on the feet. Over here, they focus on the feet, but we know that she poured it all over and the whole house was filled with it. Now we find out who is the instigator who complains about how the jar, the, that jar could have been sold and the money given to the poor. We find out it's Judas who is the instigator here. And John, notice John, John who really dislikes Judas. He never liked him. Judas the Iscariot, one of his disciples, and the one who would betray him said, Why was this oil not sold for 300 days wages and given to the poor? He, notice John, what John says here. He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and held the money bag and used to steal the, con- the contributions. Contributions. So Jesus said, leave her alone. Let her keep this for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. <laughs> so we see this. We see how Judas is slowly sort of like being forced to come to the foreground. Notice how John really felt about him and that he used to steal a lot. I mean, Judas must have been a subject of arguments, a subject of debate. And he must have been a character that always held himself in the background. It's, you know, the drama's building up and we're going to see Judas coming forward more. But he was always a tragedy. I mean, the money, what kind of person he was, how evil was he? Jesus often said that one of you is a devil. Jesus often said, also said, he has been better that man should never have been born. We read that in the Gospel of Mark for Passion Sunday of this year. It'd been better if this man had never been born. I mean, imagine having the Lord say that about you. Just imagine if someone said that, it would have been better to you. I mean, you would never think Jesus would say something like that, but he does. And yet, one of the biggest subject matters about this is that Often Judas is sometimes, for some strange reason, treated sympathetically. Maybe because the fact that maybe it's a reflection of people who bring him up and talk about him with such sympathy is that he was a wicked man. He was a wicked human being. He was a wicked person. And maybe some people have their own failure 
their own lack of faith. Maybe it's their, their own lack of belief, lack of, uh, of love for Christ. Maybe because, well, you know, people, people, I, I mean, I often really want to hear, I want to hear those who make excuses for him. And I want to know why. And sometimes I think that the excuses they're making about Judas is about themselves. Maybe it's their own lack of faith and they're hiding it. I mean, when you listen to them, you often see what looks like sort of a, a reluctance to want to talk about it or, or the excuse they're trying to make. Maybe it's their own lack of faith. Maybe it's their own fear that maybe they don't believe in Jesus. You know, or maybe, you know, maybe there was some reason. Why would he, why would you defend him? The man betrayed him and then went and hanged himself. Who knows what demons was tearing into that man? And then, of course, you know, people wanting to believe in the Judas gospel, this whole, the Gnostic Judas gospel, they're, you know, maybe, you know, like they, all of a sudden now the Gnostic Judas gospel has become canon for some reason. All of a sudden now it's, 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 you know, maybe, maybe, you know, it should have been, uh, you know, they make defense about the Thomas gospel, the Mary Magdalene gospel. They want to make defense of these things. But one thing they want to do is run away from the four canonical gospels. And I met people who also say, you know, the Bible has been changed and rewritten. They never read it. You know where they get that from? They get it from the history channel. They get it from there, but they never bother to pick it up and read it. They're looking for any excuse but to read the gospels. Any excuse. It's been written. You can't trust it. It's amazing. Like I said, how people, once you encounter Jesus, are never the same. I mean, it's really amazing how people are looking for any, any excuse as possible. Even to hide behind Judas Iscariot. To hide behind the traitor, to even have sympathy for the traitor. It's like that Mick Jagger song, uh, Rolling Stone song, Sympathy for the Devil, that song. You know, it's really amazing how they'll do anything, they'll do anything. And they don't want to admit it. And you see that about them, how they sort of blush or they squirm when they talk about Judas Iscariot. Because the true fact remains is it's all about lack of faith. Judas says, I betrayed innocent blood, but he never, he never admits that Jesus is Lord. He never believed him, nor did he really believe in forgiveness, but he went and hanged himself. Imagine the shame. Imagine that he throws the money back but goes and hangs himself. What kind, what was going on in his mind? Sometimes you want to know, but you're too terrified to know. It's really amazing, fascinating when you think about it. Fascinating and frightening because it makes you wonder what goes on to these men who, who hide in the Catholic Church, hide behind 
behind the office of the apostles that would make them go so far up, go and want to become priests and go and want to become bishops and authorities in the church and yet contradict the teaching of our Lord, hide behind our Lord, hide behind the priesthood so they can practice their sins. What is going on in their mind? How, If Judas would go hang himself, what would these men do? When they, when they have to face him. I've said it before. The reason why I believe our Lord let them rise so high. is not because he loves them. Although he does. And he calls them to repentance. But he's, he's also letting them rise so high. That they will be judged even harsher. To go and become a priest. To go and, 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 and to, to have your hands consecrated and then to commit these sins. The shame, the shame of it, unbelievable. And yet, even they are called to repentance. They are called to, to become holy still. That's the great as his judgment is, greater is his compassion and love and mercy. Greater is he calling them to repentance. Well, let's end it here and I'll be back with Tuesdays in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God bless, and I'll be back with Tuesday Holy Week readings.